Welcome friends! So this podcast is going to be bringing you through and into the last week of my life. What I've been experiencing in the depth of my body. And so this podcast and this live is being created singly so you can visually regulate with me and then pop me in if you feel called to do so. Hi, Christy. So, where do I begin? (laughs) Um, Wednesday and Thursday was basically how it all began. Um, I I was having full days um, and I committed to too much. Um, I committed to too much and it's really interesting how there's an inner knowledge that we all hold and I think we all know deeply that our bodies communicate. I really do, especially as we start to enter into this this work, but actually seeing it in practice and then experiencing maybe some of the side effects of that has been quite mind-blowing. So I really felt like during the Wednesday and Thursday, my body was communicating on a completely different wavelength to what my brain was probably receiving. And I did not feel like my authentic self. So I was in the company of um, a friend on Wednesday and then actually a date on Thursday. And I did not feel like my authentic self. I was trying to match other people's characteristics and energies. I was trying, but it wasn't consciously. That's the most interesting part about this. It was kind of autonomic. And I moved, I came, you know, I came back that Thursday evening and I felt like I'd been winded. I've never felt like this before. I felt like I'd been winded. Nothing happened, particularly in terms of like anything, you know, capital T, you know. It was a very kind of easy day. I was driving for a lot of it, chatting away. But something in my body was saying, this this doesn't feel good. Something's off here. Um, and the inauthenticity was coming from a place of, I don't know who to be in this moment. I don't know what to say in this moment. I don't know what I'm truly wanting to express because I don't actually know you. I don't know if I feel particularly safe with you, even though I was completely safe and I knew I was safe, but it was like the body was like, Am I safe? And I think constantly detecting that. And I wasn't even necessarily hypervigilant around me, but I was hypervigilant to the things that were being said. Trying to understand and listen, trying to drive at the same time, trying to do all these things at once whilst also trying to stay in a place of preserving my energy felt completely impossible 
So one thing had to go. And if we think about it, the priority is to keep us safe, right? That's always our priority in in this lifetime, realistically, in the, in the body's mind. Unfortunately, the mind has been conditioned elsewhere, but the body has this innate biological instinct to keep us safe. So the things that are going to be priority to us are then going to compromise maybe the things that we feel we're trying to put more into practice so the boundaries radically expressing ourselves being truthful staying authentic people pleasing okay it's a survival strategy and i had no idea whatsoever um until i came away and i just felt completely winded and so it took me into a pretty dark place and many people would maybe question that and be like well why like you know you were just tired no it was far more than being tired it was far more than that and it's not even necessarily about the interaction it's about what's happening in the body and that's the point of this podcast and this live and being able to express this to you authentic authentically right is I came away from that situation and it was as though my body had been trying to survive trying to regulate trying to look after me so vigilantly that as soon as I stepped through the door I was like I don't feel good I feel like I've been winded my gut hurts like like my gut really hurt and I was kind of at that place where I was overwhelmed and underwhelmed at the same time and I just couldn't really describe it to people how I felt and then what I then experienced like the next stage of that really was then trying to regulate my body then came into a familiar home after absorbing all this energy um, and then having, you know, asking all these questions about myself and having this real kind of like intrusive monologue going on, you know, as soon as I stepped through the door, I was then experiencing this kind of like severe fatigue, but then like this on edge, I felt so on edge. And it was like I was wired, like I, I needed to be able to stay alive, <laughs> so I had to keep my eyes open, and I couldn't rest because that quote unquote is like unsafe, you know, to the body, but oh my gosh, my whole body was aching, and it was like I just want to sleep, but it was like I couldn't, so I was up till late that night. Because I was just wired from the day. Um, And then... Basically... I... Felt... This deep sadness arise in me. And... I think... In the past... I would have related it more to the experience I had with... The people and trying to find faults 
and trying to blame and taking it more as a personal taking on more of a personal stance um whereas now with this knowledge this this inner wisdom of the body i recognize that the the catalyst up to that technically if you if you think about the amount of tension that i've just explained to you and the depth of which and the wave of which i've been i went through in those two days of just like real highs and lows basically being vigilant trying to attune moving away from my inauthentic moving away from my authenticity like there was a lot that went on during that time and so realistically the body would then if it if you came high if i came home my body's going to go great well let's like release all this energy now because we've basically been like this and now we're going like this so everything that's been stored is now going to release you know it's the same like when we've been holding in our emotions you know if you think about like one-on-one facilitation you know in your day-to-day life you're holding on to quite a lot of things if maybe you're not doing um everyday practices and anchors and then you come to your facilitation mentors and you let go you talk it out you express yourself and you start to kind of draw the dots you start to understand like why actually this kind of emotion this this feeling has been building up and it's because it's been so much held on to so that's exactly what happened with my body and I felt like I kind of fell apart and it sounds really dramatic but honestly I have never felt that exhausted or recently anyway and I'd also launched my course (laughs) I launched my course because I had so much energy at the beginning and I was just like, you know, I was really feeling into, say my mission, but my purpose and was really enjoying being present online and communicating with everyone and just, I don't know, just embracing all the wisdom that was really flowing through. So to then launch my course and then the next day feel utterly and totally depressed and sunken was a bit of a slap in the face (laughs) to say the least and my gosh the um oh wow i don't even know how to really go into it um I guess just honestly, right? You know, there's no, there's no plan here. There's no way, right way of doing this. Um, it has been really tough. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm really not gonna lie. It has been really hard, and um, something about me is that um, how do I say this? I'm very good. At being resilient i'm very good at having this really uh, intuitive awareness um, i have so much awareness um, sometimes too much 
<laughs> and so I'm constantly understanding why I'm doing things, where they're coming from, hows, ifs, buts. And so from the outside, not only have I faced the the continuous opinion on my journey that you don't look sick, I even had it the other day from a very sweet man, you know, very sweet old friend. But, you know, when explaining my journey, he was like, oh, you don't look sick. And I was like, okay, okay, that's okay. <laughs> but also, do you know what I mean? It was this sort of thing of, okay, this is, um, this is still very prevalent. This is still very um, real for people that basically you have to look sick to be sick. Um, and then the other thing is, is just like, obviously when you're feeling sunken and depressed and extremely low, I am someone that doesn't carry that necessarily into all my relationships, if that makes sense. I don't think you can really ever fully express, like fully express, like kind of the depth of the emotion that's there and here and, you know, but I am, I'm very good at just, um, I don't know, I just don't show it, people just don't really, and it's the same as people, you know, it's the same with a lot of people where, you know, if you can't see it, you know, people don't believe it, and it's a conditioning, it's a true conditioning um, this week in my household, you know, you hear things like, oh, my generation didn't experience that, my generation didn't do that, my generation didn't have these problems, and it's just extremely naive, right, to think that the human race hasn't been experiencing this since forever, really, um, because we're incredible beings, and therefore we have such great capacity to feel, and so to believe that, you know, 20, 30 years ago that, <laughs> you know, we weren't having the same mental health problems as we are now is extremely, um, i say just a biased opinion, right? And I think it shows a lot as to how far we've come, you know, and there is a lot of gratitude to be um, shared in this space, you know, on social media, because um people are talking you know and i think it's been one of the best movements ever <sighs> so you know depression runs in my family um i, I suppose that's a way to put it uh depression has something that i've always known within my family maybe and um, I've been incredibly resilient to it. Um, and so when I was at the sickest of my sickest, I think I still dissociated from this really sunken and heavy feeling in my body. Because I was in that fixing mindset of like, what can I do? How am I going to do it? It was it was really this like ongoing research, bypass, move on. It's the symptoms. It's the illness. It's this. It's my family life. It's my mum. It's my dad. 
like it was a very very like it was to bypass and not accept it was anything but to accept how I was what was actually happening and to feel it um I think a lot of people used to say that I was quite hard (laughs) and quite scary (laughs) um because I just kind of like yeah I was I was very good at um not um not connecting with that whereas now I think it's the thing I talk about most um so this like phase I say phase this experience over the last week um has um really shown me the parts that still want to be heard within me um and i think this is a beautiful message because it they will keep rising within us and looking to us for attention and looking to us for devotion until we meet them and i think that's some of the hardest of this work actually or the hardest of this this ongoing practice with the self which ultimately is the body um is meeting that and also meeting the great resistance I don't think I've ever felt as much resistance to wanting to like meet these parts as I have done over the last few years like you know and I think it's really important to put it out there because just because uh, I suppose I and, and we are facilitators and we claim uh, maybe more of a title to be able to hold space does not mean that um, we always embody what we uh, express and know because it takes time and we're all on our healing journeys we're all aspiring to learn new things as to how to heal ourselves or to remember our wholeness should I say you know I think again this is one of the most wonderful things about this journey is that there are so many rising like you know up and rising souls in the world that have such potent medicine to share and so it's constantly evolving constantly moving in the direction of how you're going to activate and awaken the healing potential of yourself or how you're going to awaken and ignite your fullest potential And I think our fullest potential looks like doing all we can in the moment. Uh, It's not necessarily about 
um, when I'm this, I'll uh, do this, or when I'm happy, I'll feel this, or when uh, I have healed my gut, I will then uh, do this course, or whatever it is, like, you know, I think those are one of the, like, one of the, um, I think the biggest gaps, I think, where people believe they aren't enough as they are now. And it's a very, like, understandable belief, considering, you know, we, we want to feel better, I, I completely admire that, we want to feel better, we want our day to be full of more ease and more grace, and no one can deny that of you so within the messages of radical acceptance means like we completely accept that part too which really fully wants to um anchor into easement and grace and have this body where and then this mind and this heart where they are open and they feel safe to be open maybe not all the time but more often than not or maybe more than where we are at now um and i think it's really important to share that our environment makes a huge difference too so these five days i have or i say weeks i keep saying five days this week i have learned so much and a real divine mirror has been held up to me um you know i guide i have clients and my facilitator always says like you know we attract the clients or we have the clients that have something to teach us too they're like our mirror and so you know some of my clients i see this divine reflection of how their environment is um creating a network of hypervigilance um numbness and um quote-unquote unsafety every day um and unfortunately it's not uncommon now you know it's really not uncommon um so if you are someone who is in that position know that my heart goes out to you and know that you um you belong and you're not alone okay and so this divine mirror has reflected to me what my body is constantly receiving and projecting and feeling in this in my environment at home The transitions that have taken place from compassion to resentment. The transitionary phases of safety to unsafety. The transitionary phase from um, freshness to stagnance. I am now starting to see a pattern arising within myself. And it was only through moving into the depth of this this really tough mud to activate what I truly need even if it seems impossible right now 
and even if it, it seems hard right now to make that decision and the whys, not the whys, but the hows aren't in place, but it has activated a knowing within me and a desire in me that I can't shake now. It's as though I need to enter into this depressive nature to find this this piece of myself where it was like you're not actually claiming what you want you're not actually asking for what you need you continuously accept on the grounds of this will do but is this actually in service to you And this kind of flows into this idea that the universe, I think especially when we've been, um, and you know, especially when we're going through um, a season of, you know, a nature of sadness and sunkenness and, um, you know, dorsal, which is um, a, a nervous system response. Um, so that goes alongside freeze, numbness and fawn. Um, which I am going to be explaining in my my course dance into depth and integrating this into movement um, intuitively and uh, passionately because it has changed my life <laughs> radically <laughs> and um, these these counterparts I suppose to um, dorsal create that distance from action it feels even harder to reach the action or to take that action because the kind of great area in between again is that kind of unsafety you know it's that kind of unknown and so the 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 common and the very normal response is that if we enter into dorsal we then avoid so avoid making any decisions, avoid taking any action, which you can imagine is kind of like that cycle because the more that you're in dorsal, the less action that you take. And you know, you can see how people kind of, I say spiral out, but find themselves in really tricky situations. And this is where compassion radically comes in with any space holding, with any facilitation, with, with, with any friend and parent as long as you have the space to be able to process that yourself but you know this is no longer about the characteristic of someone that someone has a you know I'm just a depressive no there is there is a memory box in the body and and we're constantly receiving feedback so I could have gone into this 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 time being like it's your fault like and instead it's like this alchemy happens within me where it's like okay like what do I need what you know and and how can I really accept myself here and and what are the baby steps that I can take each and every day and what can I explore through my thoughts if if my body's too in too much pain and discomfort right now you know we all have to move at our own pace and learn from ourselves as well as other people which is why outsourcing and not resourcing never works and I experienced that firsthand you need both you need to be taught how to resource yourself and then to also learn how to outsource in a way that feels nourishing 
and um, abundant and freeing and, uh, and but at the same time quite grounded and solid um, so dorsal can make action that bit harder and so I think what a lot of us experience if we have this well I think we all have a part of dorsal within this I don't believe that because at the end of the day it's a safety thing so I think at one time in your lifetime at least it would have been activated within you if not more you know taking action can feel like literally you know literally like I say like quicksand not quicksand but you know what I mean like tracing through mud it can feel sticky and it it can um invoke quite intrusive thoughts um so then we may then find ourselves just accepting what um it will do like we'll have that attitude of it'll do um or well the universe is handing this to me so i have to accept and i used to think like this um definitely I mean, I've always found that when I've claimed a desire or reached a point where I'm like, okay, enough's enough, um, which isn't always (laughs) the best approach, but I'm slowly learning, um, (laughs) is, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, (laughs) let me take a sip of orange juice, um, yes, it will do, so, when we notice the manifestations coming in are we actually checking in with ourselves to make sure that it's actually truly in service to us or are we actually approaching our manifestations from escapism place again it's so theoretical as well the way that we speak nowadays about the body i even sometimes get myself confused as to how deep my thoughts go and i do question myself like wow like i do think a lot like you know, and, and is it always the best? Who knows? You know, again, it's good to question ourselves, but, um, you know, we have to look at our manifestations and actually start to recognize what do I actually really want and what do I really need? And when the universe provides, do I feel safe enough to say no? And you could even use this as a, a divine, um, it's not a metaphor, but this kind of looking at do we actually set boundaries with the universe in that sense where we say no to what what comes up you know what is brought in can we actually trust that we can say no and still receive because if you look at that concept and you look at that behavior and you look at that boundary you can then also reflect it into your relationships in your day-to-day life that's what's the really beautiful like it's, it's fucking it's deep and it's rich and it's cool because it's just like when people say that your sexual energy and your kind of safety within receiving is a code to the universe, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. Because it's true. We should feel that we're able to say no and be able to say, like, this isn't quite right, but I still trust that the opportunity that is going to be right and is going to feel like a full yes is going to come through. And by saying no, that's actually a really sacred thing to do. A really potent message. 
for our bodies, for our hearts, for our minds, for the universe, for our families, for our friends, like, you know, for our partnership, like it's, it, it's really, really powerful. So you can see, <laughs> these last, you can see how this journey has basically um, completely evoked just a, a thought process within me that felt so inaccessible um so inaccessible for a long time and kind of made me reclaim my worthiness like this is what I truly want and even if it feels really difficult and hard right now that's okay but the fact that I'm actually saying what I want and trusting that I'll take action is so medicinal for our whole systems. So I think the kind of next place I want to take this is if we are experiencing a season of depression, of a sunkenness, of a real lowness in our systems where we notice not only the intrusive thoughts but we're also experiencing bodily symptoms and fluctuations and hormonal things as well not everyone experiences this but um this platform is to reach everyone um so wherever you be in this nature and in this season how do we how do we move out of dorsal how do we gently guide ourselves into a resourceful place when it feels completely impossible now that is a large question Joe Blow <laughs> one that <laughs> opens so many so many boxes because there's a part of me that's like you innately know and it's with the facilitation of love support and guidance that can really well I believe is kind of the the only way because we need co-regulation in this lifetime we need genuine and safe connection and without that our systems won't feel safe to express and release the energy verbally and then you know like verbally to me kind of always comes first before movement um it might be different for other people but i think especially where you know if you've been in a place of if you've been in dorsal for a long time, um, speaking about it first can be the kind of catalyst for this momentum moving into the body slowly. Because what we know about the body now is that, you know, there's far more energetic uh, circulation that we believe. And when we start to press into that, again, it's that kind of, we need that resourcing inside to trust that we can keep ourselves safe. And I think it's through the gentle acts of expressing ourselves radically, feeling safe, feeling held, journaling, going for walks, radically accepting, visualising, like whatever anchors you and whatever evolves within you to keep you feeling regulated and, and, and safe and nourished is yours. So again, I'm going to be honest, uh, I haven't moved the last week I really haven't 
and um, I know that I always say that it is something that regulates me and I know it I know it does there's no doubt about it it always makes me feel better but the resistance has been so huge I literally have been struggling to feel good in any moment and um, that's quite hard to say you know um, that's quite vulnerable to say you know when you go from this boom and bust energy of feeling so radiant and so powerful one week and then the next week you feel the lowest of the low and I think that's why this archetype of the feminine comes up to me because it reminds me that I can forever be in flow I'm allowed to move I'm allowed to change and I have been told since a young girl that I'm not allowed that language has been spoken so clearly to me that you're so up and down you're so this you're so this you're too much you're too this so I feel like my body kind of has some say cemented that's not true has kind of created like some sort of pottery around this where it's like the clay has kind of become a little bit fixed in some place around you know this this real extreme ebb and flow to show me a divine lesson that it's okay that it's truly okay and so many so many souls around the world experience this day to day week to week month to month year to year and again when we look at this and we say okay if I'm going to accept myself then kind of who is not in that sense it kind of creates a bit of a filtration system where it's like well if I'm going to accept myself then that's all that matters so if other people can't accept and support me in that then what needs to go? What needs to change? Again, something that I've really been playing with the last week. Um, you know, and you, we, we know that when we enter into these seasons of lowness and darkness, um, our circadian rhythm changes. You know, we sleep more. Um, we want to eat less. Uh, we want to go out less. All the things that help us bring us, that help us come back into regulation, are the things that we feel least drawn to, which sometimes can get a little bit tricky and a bit dangerous. But ultimately, I believe that when we are anchored into deep trust, and as we're ever flowing throughout this, this ride, this wave with our bodies there will be a point where things pick up I believe it's completely temporary I really do and it depends for you how long that is um I find for me it always comes back to connection um there, you know, there was a point in my life again where I would just blame my symptoms and my illness and it was just constantly criticising who I was, what I was being, you know, just completely ridiculing myself. And now I look and I see and I feel this, this deep want for connection and it's not available to me because either I've moved away from it or, you know, circumstances just mean where you live how busy people are, blah, blah, blah. But 
how wonderful is that right to be able to turn around and say to yourself you know what I need authentic connection right now definitely with myself but with other people too I, I want to be seen and held I want to be loved I want to be supported in this low time um, that is what I truly need it's cold hibiscus tea everyone also helps massively <laughs> um, I think one of my dear friends who's helped me along my journey with Lyme um, was telling me the other day like why like red like red juices really work in the body especially for uh, someone who has felt unsafe for a lot of her life and she was really rooting it well she was taking it to a place of I think the root chakra where I think that's a red spot in the body and it's all to do with kind of the anchoring and the safety and so I found as well um, for me uh, tart cherry juice is something that I cannot categorically go without it is a supplement it is no longer a um you know what you call it like a luxury no it's like it's a necessity for me um because of where my gut's at um there is a relationship between melatonin and serotonin which i could go into but i'm not going to but basically there's an imbalance and so my sleep pattern is something that um i should be taking more care of but again shoulds I'll get there um, and so tart cherry juice is been has been everything for me and it's different for everybody too it's different for every, each and every one of you um, who's listening it's, it's, it's different for everybody because um, too much melatonin can make people have like the most wacky dreams and it can make people feel wired or it can relax people so in my case it relaxes me it gets things moving in my gut. It kind of eases up the peristalsis that I still experience. And especially when I start to feel low, um, that kind of, again, that cascade happens where if I feel triggered, if I feel low, my gut starts to go out, the peristalsis comes back, I start to hold stuff in, so the constipation starts to become um, more difficult and I'm not digesting my food as well. And again, it's just... You know, it's that kind of ripple effect. So for me, tart cherry juice and the inner movement, the inner devotion to movement is a, <laughs> is a wonderful practice for me, you know, of regulating. And so I, I feel like, you know, when we're coming... When we're noticing the season and we know how to look after ourselves, but the resistance is so great, I think the question of what do I need is really powerful. What do I need? You will always, always receive the answer. You will always receive the answer. Even if your mind doesn't like it, you will always receive the answer. And I think my most greatest advice is... I think really take it easy take it easy 
I have found with myself that if I try to regulate too much uh, too soon, I I find myself kind of moving all over the place, up and down, up and down, up and down. Whereas if I allow myself, if I radically accept where I am, and I notice the small ups and downs of the day and the curves, I'm like, oh, okay, this feels good. And then like later on throughout the day, I'm like, okay, I don't feel good. Okay, I'm just going to move into this place and just see what happens here. Oh, okay, that's quite curious. Like, I'm quite curious. Like, you know, it's very, I am very soft with myself during this time. And I do feel blessed that I have the opportunity to be like that with myself. I don't have the pressure to work as such at the moment. Um, and there are circumstances that allow me to be more in flow. Um, and so my recommendation for each and every one of you is to what is my it's so individual isn't it it's such an individual experience and I'm just trying to think of you know I I, I honestly allow myself to sleep more I think it is this trust it's trust it always comes back to trust I think it really is this this wave of like I've seen this in myself so many times in my life because I have gone back and I have rewritten in some ways the stories that have been built. And so I have that awareness of like, I, I know, I know it, it I'll, I'll regulate again. There's no doubt about that. Um, I've seen it time and time again. So I really encourage you to think about this word trust think about this word trust think about what trust is for you what is your relationship with trust where are you at where are you now with your relationship with your body really kind of break it down for like 10 minutes and then just leave it don't do anything too hard at the beginning if you're there right now or if you're slowly coming out of it you know for me today especially things like this <laughs> regulate me talking to the people in it on my social media who I love connecting with is another way of reminding me how much I love connection how much I love intimacy how much I love conversation so another thing I would recommend is move into connection the first thing is trust look at your relationship with trust look at where you've been and where you are now and, and remind yourself of how how much trust has even if you weren't consciously aware has led you and guided you to this place right now and then the second thing is um, connection moving into connection that makes you feel good that allows you to be authentic, that allows you to be really truthful, that allows you to express how you're feeling, but it not to be confirmed as this static and fixed state. And what I mean by that is don't let people tell you that this is the way you are and, and this is the way life is and, um, you know, like life is hard. No, that is not 
that is not necessarily to, in my eyes a, a nourishing connection because that's just affirming a belief system in them rather than actually trying to support you and listen to you and support you it's about being able to have those conversations where it's like I hear you and I hold space and somehow we're going to come to this this place together where we ultimately trust the ride we trust the journey and we believe in each other we we're here I'm here I don't even have to say anything but I'm here and I don't make it about myself if anything I can relate to you and I can show you great compassion that's the kind of connection that you want and when I think of that a couple of people come to my mind so it's about you understanding yourself as a really deep human being rather than just this linear this linear being in time like no like you need and desire and believe you can have all these things and so then we look to the beliefs in the body that restrict that and what I love about Matt and Kip is that he he's all about noticing where you're at and then taking the really small gentle steps you know around procrastination for example it's like okay I understand that right now I am procrastinating so in this case I understand that I am really sad like and I feel really fucking shit and I'm depressed and everything sucks and I can't move and I'm stuck because that's what dorsal feels like you feel stuck and that you can't move so what in me can move and it's kind of like this it's this sort of thing of like you know it's finding that you know you can't you think about a tissue right you think about tissue hard tissue and it's like it can't move and so it's this sort of thing of like you're trying to find you're trying to stretch something maybe tissue wasn't the right thing i think you can with fashion you can actually stretch it i think again fascia holds a lot of energy body work is amazing I hope to explore that one day. I'm sure I will. But, you know, you look at the fascia and it's like, it kind of has to be moulded, but it has to be nourished and, I don't want to say fondled, but, you know, soothed and pressed and stretched in order to feel like it can move. It needs that human touch. It needs the essence of love and compassion in order to move. So... (laughs) Every time you think about dorsal, if you imagine something that you know becomes quite fixed but can move, think like that. (laughs) Because I don't know if my example was any good. (laughs) But this is what we're looking for. The little bits of room where it's like, oh, I could go a little bit up here. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I want to go down here. And just allowing yourself to play. Even if you've got this fixture and you've only got like a little box outside of that. This is how my brain works. I don't get it most of the time. You know? But it's like how far can you go like you know and maybe not the best phrase to use because it's not how far can I go but what will I allow myself to maybe expand into today so if I'm in deep sadness you know what do I allow myself to 
experience today? Do I allow myself to experience just a little bit of joy? And I like that question because to me, as soon as I ask myself that question, and I always learn when I'm doing stuff like this, so never ever think that I think I know it all. Definitely not. Like whenever I'm just talking out loud, I learn so much about myself in the process. But, you know, when we ask ourselves our question of like, what's going to allow me, like I really see myself here and I accept it and I'm not pushing that away anymore. But like, what's going to allow me a little bit of joy? I think of dance and I think of movement. Even if, for example, I haven't for the last week, okay, shoot me, like I haven't followed necessarily my process. And that was the initiation into dancing to death with like, okay, what are you not embodying here? And what are you going to be open and truthful about to your audience and to your friends? Because ultimately, that's the most important thing. It's the most important thing. And that's what I really felt like I didn't, I didn't, um, create for myself last week was those boundaries. So then I could remain in my authenticity, in my authenticity, sorry. So like, what boundaries am I going to create now? And so, you know, you notice how, even through doing this, I'm starting to regulate more, I'm starting to come back online, I'm starting to feel more alive, because it's activating my my voice, it's allowing me to express, it's reaching someone out there, when I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about all the beautiful souls that it's going to connect with, and, you know, and, and that really warms my heart, and when we enter into these seasons, and this depressive nature we move away from connection so what's going to bring you back into connection what's going to help what's going to what's going to um, affirm your relationship with trust or what's going to create a new relationship with trust for you what's going to bring you into connection what are some of the anchors and the pillars that you know that you really need so for me it's the tart cherry juice i will not go without the tart cherry juice um and then what are the kind of what you know that question that I was saying of like how will I allow myself to feel a little bit of joy today just a little bit a little bit something to like other than sadness what is it will I what that I will allow myself to experience instead of going from like dorsal to ventral maybe you'll say well I'm gonna allow myself to just feel a little bit angry today I'm going to allow myself to feel a little bit frustrated. I'm going to allow myself to just like move my hips a little bit and just smile. Really, really simple, gentle steps. Even just saying it out loud here, (laughs) you know, doing it in your journal as we're here together. Or just again, yeah, just really thinking it in your mind like, you know, what will allow me to experience a little bit of joy? What comes through for you? What is your medicine? Which is what her radical movement is all about. Your medicine. You being your healer. That divine permission slip. The innate wisdom in the body. The nervous system health. Which is kind of like the key to unlocking that. <sighs> so. I'm going to close up. Um the podcast here actually because I have an hour max (laughs) and so I hope this has served you today um I didn't have any notes I 
I really just came into this to express myself and regulate and reach people and to be of service in a way that was very authentic and true and just know that you're not alone wherever you are and if you are experiencing this seasonal this this you're you're within your seasonal phase right now of feeling sunken I hear you and I love you and I accept you and I embrace you and I just want you to know that you belong and so just remember those things that I was saying about to do with trust and to do with connection and you know reminding yourself of the the pillars that do help you that you do know that you do know of right now rather than what you don't know focus on what you do know right now and then ask yourself this question of you know what am I how am I going to allow or will I allow myself to have a little bit of joy today what will allow me to have a little bit of joy today what will allow me to uh, you know feel a little bit of anger maybe which will help release some energy in my body like what is it that I'm going to allow in today that's just a little bit different from the last few days or few weeks or few months of this kind of um this just yeah this 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 stagnancy and you know I don't think stagnancy is a bad thing I think we're forever moving and that's the most beautiful thing so I really hope that you believe that you're not stuck but rather that you're moving at your own pace and if you've managed to listen the whole way through congratulations you are bloody awesome um and I would love to hear from you um if this has helped you today as messy as it was so you know slide into my dms do whatever to reach out to me to let me know if it's helped today and um yeah i would love to connect with you and i'm just sending you so much love and so many blessings and yeah remember that you belong you are love you're wise you are true and you're learning just as i am